my name is Tommy. I have three words that mean so much to me. Love, peace, and happiness. Lord, have mercy. I find myself, oh, I have to talk about it. Do y'all understand me? I find myself, I just can't help it. Later in the midnight hour, I find myself, I, I have to pray about it. And then again, I find myself, Lord knows I have to sing about it. Fellas, would you sing about it? Lord, have mercy. Oh, that sounds good to me. much of your time, but I just got to tell you about it. Everywhere I go, I hear people talking about they need love. But I, I find out in order to have love, you first have to give love. <laughs> Lord have mercy. And when you have love, you gonna find peace. And when you have love and peace, Lord knows you'll find happiness. Oh, I'm sitting here and my mind go back to the time. Back home in my home church. You know, I used to sing a little bit on the choir. And we used to sing about love. Mercy. Well, I used to sing a little bit. And I find myself so many times singing about love. 
wanna ask you a favor out there. I, I know you can't see me, and I can't see you, but I want y'all to join in with me because I know the same thing that I'm talking about means so much to you. So what about let's just sing it together? Will that be okay with you? Lord have mercy. leave you alone, but I, I got to tell you a little more about it. You know, the other day, me and my organ player, Brother Sam Moses, we were sitting down, and Brother Sam said, Thomas said, love means so much to me. He said, I, I just want to play about it. I said, okay, Sam. Play out your soul. Do y'all like that? Wait, 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 wait one minute. Oh, I didn't stop there. Brother Sam's William told me the same thing. Play Sam.
the blood is running warm, running warm in your veins. You better get your house in order. You don't want it to be said too late. He's coming like a thief in the night. You better get your
want to let you know one thing. You may be on your job, or you may be riding along in the car. You may be in your house, but I want you to know one thing, and that is you, none but the righteous. I said none. Sometimes it's so late. 
was in misery. I hurried home as fast as I could. I rushed home like a good child should. She had so much pain pressing her head, lying down her sick bed.
Contemporary Christian Music. Join us Monday through Sunday, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. on the NFI Radio Gospel Network, Raleigh, North Carolina, and catch the wave. I found healing. North Carolina, Georgia, California, New York, Seattle, Washington, around the world, in studio, NFI Radio Gospel Network, the number one quartet station in the world.
And when they got me out, I said, Lord, I want to thank you. Because things could have been worse than what they were. And I want to tell all of you who are out there right now. If you've got your hand in God's hand, God will take care of you. Sometimes it may not seem like it, seem like the road is rough. The going gets tough, but he will take care of you. And I don't know about you right now, I thought I'm going to lose my feet and legs, but if you could see me right now, I'm walking on my feet, I'm walking on my legs, and I, I just give God the praise right now because he didn't have to do it. But he did it in a way, and I want to let y'all know that he will. Oh, God. He will harm you.
How many of y'all just thankful for everything the Lord does for you? How many of you just grateful that God has been so good to you? And I'm just thankful, thankful, Lord. Thankful, Jesus, for the times you stood by me when everybody had Somebody tell them that, hold on, 
look at somebody and say, hold on. Hold on. Look at them and say, hold on. You don't know what you're doing because some of y'all think that it takes the educated phrases that get you over. Some of y'all think that it's, the, that it's the 16 or 17 letter words that get you through. But sometimes you just simply need to have somebody walk up to you, look you dead in the eye and say, Hold on. Hold on. Tell somebody. Say, Hold on. And I dare not try to leave out of here tonight without telling y'all what my mama used to tell us when we were nothing but little bitty children and when our back was showing up up against the wall and we were right smack dab in the center of a storm and most importantly some of those so-called friends that had promised my mama that they were going to be with her even until the end when we got right in the center of our storm y'all know exactly what happened they vanished on my mama but then my mama would look at all of those 15 head of children and say he may not come exactly when you want him but he's always
still believe in power? Now, I'm a boy from Bakersfield, California. Where's Bakersfield out in this place? I see y'all. Did y'all leave anybody back home? There's a whole lot of y'all here. And every now and again, I like to go home and I like to see my family, visit my favorite bakery, get a couple cookies, come on back to L.A. And one day I went home and I was speaking to my grandfather. Hey, Grandpa, I see you down there, sir, the voice. And I said, Grandpa, how you doing? He said, well, grandson, I'm upset. I said, what you upset for? He said, I'm upset because the church has changed. These young folks coming in here doing whatever they want to do. These boys coming in here sagging. These girls coming in here doing whatever they want to do. I said, Grandpa, understand. But the one thing about God is... believe in the power of God. Come on, tell the other one, say, I still believe in the wonder, working, miraculous, incredible power of God. Come on. He's got power. Hold on. Power. In God. Come on, sing it again.
You are listening to the NFI Radio Gospel Network. Raleigh, North Carolina, in radio host, Patricia Waterbury, playing all of your favorite hits. And now, I don't know about you, but I am ready for the man of God, who is a preacher, a teacher, and a giver. Now without further ado, let's welcome back the Honorable, Pastor Cecil Wilson, of the True Community Church, Siler City, North Carolina. Good morning, Pastor Wilson. Welcome back. Good morning to you. I'm Pastor Cecil Wilson of the True Community Church in Silas City, North Carolina. Today we're going to Proverbs, the 22nd chapter and the 7th verse. Proverbs, the 22nd chapter and the 7th verse. Uh, join me in prayer. I have the Father God Almighty. And we come now humbly submitting ourselves to the mercies of God. And we just want to say thank you. We come now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Our Lord and Savior. We thank you for you've been so good to us. We thank you, kind Father, for how you watched over us through the day and the night. You kept us from danger seen and unseen. We say thank you. Now, Lord, there's someone listening to us this morning, and someone need a touch from the Lord. Someone need to be encouraged. Someone need to be lifted up. Someone need to be set free. Lord, we come now in the name of Jesus. We proclaim it, the victory. Hallelujah. And we join them in prayer that they shall be the head and not the tail. And we speak in life over them right now in the name of Jesus. Come off of that bed of affliction. Rise up and walk. Hallelujah. Hold your head up high and look to the hills from which cometh your help. And your help is coming from the Lord above. Tell God, thank you. Hallelujah. Those names that have been called out to us from week to week. We have not forgotten about it. We're lifting them up now. Hallelujah. In the spiritual realm, heavenly dove. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, take it right now. Hallelujah. And you know who they are. Carry them before the throne of God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, we go into Proverbs, the 22nd chapter and the 7th verse. And it reads, The rich ruleth over the poor, and the borrower is servant to the lender. The rich ruleth over the poor, and the borrower is servant to the lender. Now, I want to use for a subject this morning, I'm free. I am free. Praise the Lord, I'm free. When people hear of servant, uh, the first thing they think about is working or a job. And But this is referring to being a debtor to the rich and in debt to sin. Among the most obvious ways you can become a debtor or a servant is to your lifestyle. Among the most obvious ways you can become a debtor or a servant to your lifestyle is with your job. Many of us stay on jobs uh, long past retirement age. Jobs we may not even like anymore, but we have to stay on it because of the certain lifestyle that we want to live. And we never get enough money, it seems, and, and it seems like the money is always the problem. Is it the money the problem, or is it the debt or those too many bills 
that is creating the problem. Stay with me. People just won't stop creating more debt at retirement age and still creating debt. Pay off one thing and go right back in debt for another. Die and leave here struggling and in debt. I don't know if they put epitaph on their headstone. says died struggling. Not death in a struggle or a fight, but struggling trying to make ends meet. Apparently didn't realize that Jesus had already made them free. And too many times, people will become free and go right back into bondage. Bondage on the wrong job. Bondage in the wrong relationship. Bondage traveling down the wrong road of life. And too prideful or too fearful to yell out to God, please save me because I want to be free. And of course, you feel like you can't quit your job because you need to keep that certain lifestyle going. Oftentimes, trying to impress people who really don't even care that much for you. Stay with me now. If you're keeping that job because you rely on 100% of every paycheck to pay certain bills and you need a, the 100% of the next paycheck in the same month to pay more bills, you could be in trouble if that's the pattern that's going on. You'll never be able to leave the job no matter how much you may want to. You're in bondage. Take a turn to enter your breakthrough. Trust God and tell yourself, Jesus have already made me free. Tell God, thank you. And so when we look at it, a debtor or a servant to your lifestyle, an out-of-control spending habit that have you worrying every month, how am I going to make it with not enough money and too much month left at the end of the month? You need to ask yourself, what motivates you? Why are you spending the way you do? Well, this is something I thought about that uh, the Holy Spirit gave me uh, that may well help you. Write this down, will you, in your notes. Create a budget. Start with writing or log down every dime or every penny you spend. I don't care if you spend it on a piece of candy. Put it in your tablet. Write it down. Put down every time you buy or spend money and put down what you spent the money for. That's right. Put down the amount and at the end of each day, add up the amount that you spent that day. On another page or another column, put down how much income or money you have coming in each day, each pay period, or each month. Take the total income, listen now, take the total income that you receive each month, including checks, food stamps, etc., whatever it is that you have income or money coming in, if it's gifts, put it down and divide it by 31, 31 days in a month. Divide the total monthly income by 31. For example, if the total monthly income for you is $1,000, divide 1,000 by 31, and it equals $32.25 per day. Now, that's on receiving $1,000 a month. 
bringing home a thousand dollars, whatever high it is, $32.25 a day you have, which means if you spend more than $30 a day, you're going to find yourself in the hole and not enough money before the month is gone. See, So you're probably spending more than $32 a day going by this example. If you buy gas every day, you probably have already blown your $32 right there, and you haven't bought any breakfast, you didn't buy any lunch yet, any dinner, you haven't done anything else. Now, do you see the picture of how you can easily be in debt and not realize it? So then you will always be a servant because you're spending more than you're taking in. And that is poor business practice, to say the least, and you'll never be free from debt. That's why it's important to write the vision. See how it is when you write it down? Write the vision, put it on paper, and you'll see the real picture. And now you see the problem may not be your job. The problem just may be you. And the number one reason people don't like their job is because they think the job is the one that put them in debt. They think the job is not paying them enough money and therefore they're in debt. But it may be that you're spending more than you should be spending. Jesus, somebody say Jesus. Say Jesus, I want to be free. And with the world events and the plan to put everyone into a financial crisis, we all will need a backup plan. But it's sad that some of us don't even have a main plan. Uh, What we need is God's plan so you'll see that you're really free. And I know you've been hearing that small, still voice of God, but you have been ignoring it because you want to continue on the path that you own because you're used to that path you own. And a change is too frightening, too fearful, too uncertain for you. But if you look to God, look to your freedom, you'll be directed to the opportunities that will meet every need that you have, even when you find yourself in a crisis like we live in now, because our God will provide. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things shall be added unto you. Malachi picked it up and said, Try me, Nancy, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there should not be room enough to receive it. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says, The jar of flour will not be exhausted. And the jug of oil will not run dry until the day the Lord sends rain upon the face of the earth. Hallelujah. And your harvest shall come. The place of God's purpose is the place of God's power. Find God's purpose. Find God's purpose for you and discover that God's power and abundance will be there waiting on you. David started as taking care of sheep. But later, look what happened. He became a king and a ruler of God's people. In other words, he became the head and not the tail. Look at Solomon. Solomon had great wealth and wisdom and was rich and not poor. The lender or ruler and not the borrower nor the servant. So don't be a debtor or a slave to the system. 
There are many forms of slavery. Now, one definition in the dictionary of a slave is says that one that is completely subservient to a dominating influence. And today, millions of Americans are slaves of a system, and they don't even realize it. That is a form of slavery. And millions of Americans have become deeply enslaved to a debt-based financial system. And when someone enslaves someone else, the goal of the oppressor is to reap a benefit out of the servant. And today, most Americans have willingly shackled themselves to a system that systematically uh, drains their wealth and transfers it to the one who controls them. So you may ask, well, what, what are we to do? Well, first of all, reduce your debt. First of all, reduce your debt. Find ways to create additional income. Pay off your smallest debt first. Do you hear me? That smallest debt. It may only be a hundred and some dollars. Pull your credit report and pay those small amounts off first. It'll give you hope and motivation to continue with your plan. You didn't get in debt overnight, and someone said don't expect to get out overnight. But start right now, and you'll soon be able to say, I'm free. Thank the Lord, I'm free. And so don't be a slave to substances or addictions and habits. That's right. See, God didn't want us uh, to allow other things to control us with drugs, alcohol, habits. But these are not the only substance that can control you. And it's not the only factor that's breaking up marriages and relationships. And not even the only thing taking most of your money. It's not the only thing that's taking away your happiness and your freedom. Look in the direction of too much debt. Divine providence has so ordered in the word that some are rich and others are poor, but all shall have life and have it more abundantly. And at the throne of God's grace, the poor are as welcome as the rich. But those who want to be free need to look to Jesus as the sure refuge from a storm. And much is to be enjoyed by Jesus much is to be enjoyed by spiritual riches, and one day we'll have eternal life. On Christ, the solid rock I stand because all of the ground is sinking sand, seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these other things that people are hustling and bustling, working two or three jobs for, will be added on. See, you're missing out on the abundance of life. You're missing out on the riches of life. You're missing out on family. You're gone from your family. You're hustling and bustling. And those are things you cannot get back. Time, you cannot repeat it. And so this shows how important it is for every man to stay out of debt. As to the things of this life, there is a difference between the rich and the poor. But let the rich remember now, it is our Lord who made the difference. When we look in the same proverb chapter here, it tells us to train children not in the way of corrupt hearts, but in the way they should go. And it says that if you would teach them in the way they go, when they get older, they won't depart from your teaching. 
in which you love them so that they can prosper and God promised for them to do prosper. As soon as possible, we need to teach every child, need to lead them to the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. And so there is a spiritual danger of debt. Debt can cause you to forsake your relationship with God. And when the bills come due and it's more than you can bear, don't turn your back on God. That's the time that you need to trust God's word for financial giving and reaping. And just as Elijah showed the widow lady, when you don't have much and down to your last penny, down to your last dime, down to your last dollar, use that last as a seed to sow into God's financial plan and watch it multiply. Watch it be pressed down, shaken together, and end up running over. Somebody tell God, thank you. And happiness was promised to the Israelites that they shall lend to many nations, and they do, and but not borrow. Deuteronomy tells us, and, and thou shalt lend unto many nations, but thou shalt not borrow, signifying they shall be so rich and increased in goods and worldly substance that they should be able to lend to their neighboring nations all around them, but should stand in no need of borrowing of any of them. But they shall not reign over them. No one shall reign over Israel. That is, as long as they observe the commands of their God. But when we do not obey, when we do not follow God's plan, became a debtor became a servant to the lender. A debtor is a slave to sin. And this is the one that'll do you in, being a debtor to sin. It'll do you in. Once you start with intentional sin, it comes so easy to keep intentionally sinning. You become a slave and a debtor to sin. And Paul said, when I would do good, evil, were lurking all around me. Back in the Deuteronomy, the 15th chapter, it tells us at the end of every seven years, when the seventh year comes, seven years, that's right, which is the end or last of the seventh, there was not only to be a freedom of Hebrew slaves and a Sabbath for the land in the seventh year, but also a release of debts. Do you hear me? At the end of the seven years, there would be a release of debts of which all the Israelites must have the benefit of having. And this year of release, the scripture says, typified the grace of the gospel, and which is proclaimed the acceptable year of the Lord, and by which we obtain the release of our debts, that is, pardon of our sins. And this law is spiritual and lays some conditions upon the thoughts of the heart, and those who keep from the act of sin must first keep out of their minds their very thought of sin. For the Lord thy God blesseth thee, the scripture goes on to say, as he promised thee. He is faithful that has promised and he always gives the blessings, gives the blessings that he promises according to the nature of the promise. But if conditional, if it's a conditional promise, as the promises of temporal good things to Israel were, he gives according as the condition is performed. And I am hearing somebody now uh, asking, what do I need to do to be free? Uh, right now, you need to just accept it because you have already been made free. 
Somebody need to sing with the song right, I'm free. Praise the Lord, I'm free. I'm no longer bound. There's no more chains holding me. My soul is resting, and it's just a blessing. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, I'm free. I'm no longer bound, no more debt holding me. No longer bound and no more past failures holding me. And sometimes our so-called friends and sometimes our jobs and past failures can have our soul in bondage. That's right. It can put our mind, will, and emotion in bondage and have us troubled in mind, have us broke, busted, and disgusted. But somebody need to shout right now. I said, I'm no longer bound. There's no more poverty holding me. I'm no longer bound and no more addictions holding me. I'm no longer bound because no more sin will hold me. Why? Because one day a man named Jesus went to the cross. I took the keys of hell and he made me free. God sent himself to the cross to give us our freedom. And he was there as Jesus. He paid the sin debt for all mankind, past, present, and future. And all we now need to do is to accept it by faith. In other words, Jesus made us free from past, present, and future negatives of our life. Made us free from sin debt of which the human race could no longer pay. So Jesus paid off that sinful mortgage and it's marked now paid in full. Somebody out there shout, I've been redeemed. Hallelujah. And when you allow the negatives to control your thoughts and mindset, you're putting your freedom back in jeopardy. And you got to fight and bind your flesh. The flesh is there as a house for your spirit and for it to be under your control. So stop letting your flesh dictate to you how far you can go. Stop dictating to you how much you can have and how free you can be. Somebody put God, uh, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us. Even when we were dead in sins, have quickened us together with Christ. And by his grace, we are saved. And have raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That in ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace, uh, we say through faith and that not of ourselves. It is a gift. Do you realize it? We are saved as a gift of almighty God. And not of works, the scripture said, lest any man try to take the credit. And for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God have before ordained that we should walk in them. Oh, the blood of Jesus made us free. And if Jesus made you free, somebody out to shout, you're free. I'm free indeed. Stop trying to get it. You, you, you're hustling and struggling, trying to get it. Guess what? We already have it. Hallelujah. God designed us to have it, and we definitely received it with Jesus at the cross of Calvary. You know, many times we bring the struggle on ourselves. If you have, and we will from time to time, it's part of growing up. Step out of the victim box, because if you don't, you'll never be able to see what God really had for you and what is waiting for you 
right now. God is standing there right now with wide open arms. Come ye who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. I make you free from that sin again. Now going forward, before you take on any major undertaking, listen to me now. Consult with God. Actually, any undertaking, consult with God. But especially any major decisions. Remember, some things are not easily reversed or corrected. So think twice. You hear me? And pray and meditate. In other words, get away from the noise and the pressure that's in your head. Slow down and wait before making that final decision. Remember, it's never too late. Your soul and your freedom is at stake. What is it? What is that major decision that you're about to make? Is it a major career change? Is it some major purchase? Is it a new relationship? If it's a relationship or a marriage, be very, very careful. You hear me? You're about to enter into a blood covenant. So the scripture says, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits. Don't become rich in salvation in Christ and poor in judgment. A decision made at the wrong time can break your spirit and, yes, can break you. Jesus said, I'm sending you a comforter. I'm going to send you a counselor. I'm going to send you a helper. I'm going to send you an intercessor, an advocate. I'm going to send you a company keeper. I'm going to send you someone who can strengthen you, the Holy Spirit. And he will keep you free. Hallelujah. Is there one who wants to be free? You don't know Jesus in the free pardon of your sin. I extend to you an invitation right now. It's just as simple as this. Just say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me my sins. I now accept you as my Lord and Savior. I now believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you died on the cross. I believe that after three days you arose from the dead and you sent it into heaven. I accept you to be the Lord over my life, over my mind, body, and soul. Be my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, I believe. Amen. Amen. You're saved. Amen. Walk in the salvation of the Lord. Somebody tell God that the angels up in heaven are rejoicing because of the decision that you just made. They just now made sure those shackles were taken off you. And they are rejoicing as you should be rejoicing because you are free. Hallelujah. Thank the Lord. You're free. Praise you, Lord, because you're a believer. You're saved. Amen. Now, what better time to go to the throne of God and ask him for anything that's of heaven's blessings? Whatever it is, put it in your mind right now. What is it? Ask God in the spiritual realm right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's going to meet you at the altar of your heart right now. Hallelujah. It's yours for the asking. We have not because we ask not. We have not because we believe not. Remember, it's by faith. And without faith, it's going to be impossible to please God. Now, let me give you the benediction. Those of you that are giving, whether you're giving through the app or you 
sending it in the mail, whichever way you're doing. We're going to pray over heaven's blessings be upon you. Now to him that is able to keep you from falling, and may he present you faultless before his throne in glory. And now I pray that everything that you're giving uh, on behalf of God's earthly kingdom, hallelujah, for God's people and for God's service. And pray now that it give you back a thousand times return, turn it a hundredfold. Fill your bonds with plenty that you only have room enough to receive. Hallelujah. I pray, Lord, right now that your soul is free. Hallelujah. And you shall be free from that debt of sin and you shall be free from that debt that you have created be free right now hallelujah we're calling in bills paid we call in now financial independence hallelujah in jesus name amen go to our website truecommunitychurch.com or write to us at post office box 158 Sala city north carolina and the zip code is 27344. True Community Church, where everybody is somebody, and Jesus is Lord.
bring it to the stage. The one, the only, Mr. Darrell Walsh.
started first on the way. Catch the wave on the NFI coming to you live from Raleigh, North Carolina in the studio of the NFI Gospel Network. Catch the wave on the NFI. Hey. 